We'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for August 10th, 2014. And um, the next part we're going to get in is entitled, what, do you, what You Need to Do to Survive Ebola Before the Panic Starts. So now we're going to get into some more practical things. We've covered the mega depressing things in the second part and the things to be praying about and their nefarious plans. Now we're going to get into some more proactive things, not you know, not near as, well, as depressing as the first part. Okay, so, uh, the Ebola virus is spreading and no one in any position of authority is releasing information to the public on just how serious of a contagion this is. It was just a few weeks ago that the CDC and the mainstream media claimed it wouldn't make it to U.S. shores. But as of this morning, and that was August 6th, which was four days ago, uh, reports are flowing in from all over the country from hospitals that they have admitted patients who recently traveled to Africa and are showing signs of possible symptoms of the deadly virus. And now that's pretty much went, you know, you haven't heard anything about that. Okay, come on. I, I think that a lot of these did test positive and they're just totally having a media blackout at this point, which is typical. Uh, in Nigeria, there have been only a couple of deaths reported officially. The medical community has formally requested help in the form of experimental serums from the United States. We just talked about the wonderful serum maker, the guy that wants to depopulate the world, like the show Contagion. And um, suggesting things are much worse than they're, they're being reported. Moreover, the World Health Organization reports an explosion of confirmed cases over the last 48 hours. An analysis of confirmed cases, cases from Joshua Krauss at the Daily Sheeple suggests that while the virus almost died out back in April, it is now back with a vengeance and growing at a seemingly exponential rate. What's most bizarre and frustrating about all this is that neither the U.S. government or the Centers for Disease Control provided any actionable information or advice to the American public. Well, no, they want, they want you to do whatever they tell you to do when the time comes. And they don't want you to prepare. They want you just to remain and do nothing. Uh, up until the time that they tell you what to do. And therefore, you have literally like almost no options because you have done nothing to prepare. They maintain that they have the facilities to stop any such outbreak and continue to tout the narrative that there's nothing to fear because they have it all under control. Should even one single case pop up in a random U.S. city, that narrative will fall apart instantly. If someone in Ohio or Georgia or New York or any other state check themselves into a hospital and are found to be infected with Ebola, I think, again, that's already happened. They're just covering, it, covering this up. It will prove without a shadow of the doubt that the CDC containment efforts have failed. In such an instance where Ebola is found to be in a wild environment in the continental United States, you can be certain that panic will follow. Take a look at the following photo. Obviously, you can't see it, but it's on the PDF. It was taken last week in Toledo, uh, about an hour after the city announced that their water supply had been contaminated with toxins. Now, I have a listener that emailed me from Toledo that confirmed all of this, Okay, that there's been like no water. Uh, notice how every drop of water has been removed from the shelves. Uh, imagine for a moment what grocery store shelves, pharmacies, and hardware supply stores are going to look like within 12 hours of an Ebola infection or outbreak being announced on U.S. soil. Things will happen fast. Being naturally skeptical of our government's abilities to mitigate such a virus, especially given the lack of actual information from the CDC or government, we must assume Ebola will eventually start popping up in the United States. 
When it does, the CDC and Homeland Security will likely announce a number of precautions that we need to take. Those precautions are going to include a supply and list and strategies. Guess, but guess what? 300 million Americans are going to be all doing this at the same time when the supply list and recommendations are announced. Uh, look no further than the, the DHS Fukushima radiation announcement and how it affected the supply and price of potassium iodide as an example of what can happen. Here's the bottom line. If you don't have your supplies before emergency announcements hit the airwaves, then plan on going without. If you want to take action ahead of millions of panicked Americans, we urge you to follow the recommendations below. Um, emergency services professional Tess Pennington, author of The Prepper's Blueprint, which there's a link to that, explains that the government will have specific protocols to follow on local, state, and federal levels, and they'll include widespread shutdowns. Understanding that our lives will change drastically if the population is faced with a pandemic and being prepared for this can help you make better choices toward the well-being of your family. Some changes could be challenges or shutdowns of business or commerce, breakdowns of our basic infrastructure, communications, mass transportation, supply chains, payroll service interruptions, staffing shortages in hospitals and medical clinics, Interruptions in public facilities, schools, workplaces may close, public gatherings such as sporting events or worship services may close temporarily, government-mandated voluntary or involuntary home quarantine, obviously the banks would be shut down, so forget about, you know, that might be the, the ideal time to have a banking, quote, banking holiday, where when they open back up, wow, my, my money's only worth 25% of what it was before the banking holiday, hmm. Talked about that a lot in times past. Anyway, essentially, once this happens, the whole system could potentially go into lockdown. The organic prepper and author of the Pantry Primer, again, there's links to these um, people, say that in this environment, you must take the no-one-goes-out, no-one-comes-in approach in order to be absolutely certain that no one in your household is exposed to something like Ebola. I know this sounds harsh, but there are no exceptions if you make exceptions, you might as well go wrestle with the runny-nosed strangers at the local Walmart and then come home and hug your children because it's the same thing, potentially the same thing. Once you've gone into lockdown mode, that means that the supplies you have on hand in your house or wherever you're at are the supplies that will have to see you through. You can't run out to the store and get something you've forgotten. I mean, you could have people in there that were um, infected that were, like, went in there, contaminated the air, contaminated certain things, and and that means you can bring that home. Not only can you contract it, but you can bring that home. That means that if a family member shows up, they have to go into quarantine for at least four weeks. Now, I understand this isn't all cookie-cutter practical for everybody, but I'm saying this is what this report is saying to do from a strictly practical standpoint, Okay. If a family member shows up and you don't know if they've been exposed after you've already went into lockdown, they have to go into quarantine for at least four weeks, during which time they are not allowed access to the home or the family, nor are they allowed to go out into public. Set up an area on your property that is far from your home. And I understand this isn't practical for everybody, but this is what they're saying in an ideal situation, what you would do in this case. Um, set up an area on your property that is far from your home for them to hang out in for a month in quarantine. If at the end of the month they are pre presenting no symptoms, then they can come in. If sadly, it sadly means that you may be forced to turn someone away if they're ill, because to help them means to risk your whole family. 
So that's how you'd have to look at it. Now, it is time to plan with preparedness groups how you intend to handle the situation. It's time to plan with your preparedness group how you plan to handle the situation. Will you shelter together in the same location um, or a reserve secondary location to a retreat? Um, if the situation worsens further or if someone becomes ill. In other words, will you go to a secondary location if your situation worsens or someone becomes ill? Will you, the, will you shelter separately because of the nature of the emergency? Decide together on what event and proximity will trigger you to go into lockdown mode. Make your plan and stick to it regardless of pressure from those who you think are overreacting, the school that your children have stopped attending, or any other external influences. If you decide that there is a great enough risk that you need to go into lockdown, you must adhere to your plan. Now here's a link to the full article. But the basic supply list provided by the organic prepper, not the organic pepper, but the organic prepper, Okay, so just so you, so you have that straight there. Anyway, of the items you will need to weather a pandemic emergency, drinking water, one gallon uh, per person per day. Um, you can go to, they've got water, big, like water, BPA-free water barrels that you can buy. The problem you run into there is, I mean, yeah, you could fill them with tap water, which kind of stinks. Um, I mean, it's obviously, hey, in that situation, you got to do what you got to do. You know, um, that if, if you if you had limited time, you could order one online. And um, like BPA-free water storage containers, look for do a keyword search. And then, you know, even if you could put some kind of filter on, I don't know, if they make those, like a filter on the hose you're going to fill it with, Something to at least get out the chlorine. You know, it's going to be full of fluoride most likely. And but hey, it's 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 not like in that situation. You know, you you can afford to be picky either. So things you can use to preserve water like that: um, food grade hydrogen peroxide. I think is one of the better ones. Um, UV light is a good one. Um, I know that's not as practical. You can get a ozonator. They've got ozonators that literally you drop it down like, like, and it has a little stone and it bubbles and it'll bubble the ozone through the water. I, I've got one. I, I've just never used it. I have a lot of stuff in reserve, like, okay, in case of, I had to use it. And that'll kill everything in the water. I think that's one of the best choices, but the problem is with that is, you, is it's not practical to have that thing bubbling in there 24-7, like a fish tank, you know, so whereas food grade hydrogen peroxide, you can just put some in there and then and then um, you know let it let it sit. Um, try not to be have the um, the the water um, near um, sunlight because it'll more tend to uh, grow algae. Um, try not to have it in a hot environment. Uh, try to get a BPA container. Uh, you can use iodine to purify water, but it. You know, it doesn't taste real great when you start getting an iodine. The silver can even be used, but again, you know, you're giving, now you're changing the color of the water. Uh, you're changing the actual the way it tastes. Food grade hydrogen peroxide can change the way it tastes if you use, let's say, a little too much, but it's clear. Um, ozone won't really do anything to the taste. There's other options as well. It's just, I wanted to give you some there. Um, so, food, 
including items that don't require fuel for preparation, that would be more like <sighs> freeze-dried pre-made meals that you could just add maybe some hot water to. Um, again, but if you've got the um, means to heat things, let's say you have a bug-out room, then, you know, you can heat stuff up and, and you can um, uh, have a lot more options. So heat's kind of vital. And that's, you know... There's a lot of little stoves that you can get that, that are available that uh, run off like little propane canisters and uh, stuff stuff like that. Um, going further, heavy-duty garbage bags. And those could be used not only for disposal but to actually um, put over windows if you had to. If you were trying to create a, uh, let's say, an air airtight room, potentially, if the outbreak was really bad in your area. Uh, you can also get the plastic, the heavy-duty plastic at, like, Lowe's and that, 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 you know, they use to, like, put mulch on. You can use that. Sanitation supplies such as toilet paper, paper towels, baby wipes. Baby wipes are a big one. Um, try to get the natural ones. I know Harris Teeter has really good ones. That's a grocery store where, where they're more natural. They don't have all the chemicals in them. That could come in really, really handy. And feminine hygiene supplies, big one for, for women. I mean, something to think about. You know, so I'm not going to get into that one. I'm just saying, just think think ahead, think ahead, you know. Um, okay, and then they list entertainment. You want to be able to keep children and restless family members busy. Um, now, go good for the restless family members, fly swatter is good. You know, just to swat them and get them to calm down. Just kidding, sorry, teasing. And then to get craft supplies, books, games, and puzzles. Uh, basic medical supplies, there's a list here. Um, that you can click on. Again, I've covered a lot of this stuff in my um, my um, pandemic teachings. Now, for a listing for all my pandemic teachings, if you go to my website, contendingfortruth.com, and then you click on the right side, you'll see alternate site. At the top of that website, it's a listener of mine. He's got all of my pandemic audios with the PDFs all in like one spot. You can click on that link and they're all listed. So, it's like one-stop shopping. Again, a lot of it is redundant, but I've covered a lot of different aspects of stuff over the years that no two teachings are exactly alike. Um, pandemic kits that contain pro protective clothing. It says we have a Quake Care Deluxe Pandemic Flu Kit for each family member. I haven't even checked into that yet. Uh, but you can click on that. Also see approvedgasmasks.com. They've got full... Bio gear, okay, for like, let's say, worst case scenario, Ebola, you had to go out, okay. I clicked on this the other day, I was listening to the good old, good old Hawk on the radio there, um, in his simpering, soothing voice, anyway, if you listen to him, you'll know what I mean, um, and he, uh, he said, click on these, uh, go to this approvedgasmasks.com and click on complete NBC kits, what NBC means is it's the National Broadcasting Network. No, I'm sorry, just kidding. NBC means um, the uh, nuclear, biological, chemical. So I clicked on it, and they've got these total suits that you can buy, and, and they're spiffy. I mean, if you're fashion conscious, 
this is the website to go to. I mean, anybody who's anybody in the fashion world is going to go here to buy their radiation chemical suits because they're so spiffy. Anyway, um, they've got, like, a whole bunch of different, like, things. The Premium Evolution 500K, they got one, like, that has a megaphone with it or something. I don't know. Like, in case you're talking to people. Uh, microphone and loudspeaker. And they've got... Uh, Standard one-person protective kit would be, a, looks like a pretty good one, because you, you've got everything. You've got the, the rubber boots, you've got the rubber gloves, you've got um, the, the um, now the one thing about it is, is the filter is a DP filter, and I don't, that just means domestic preparedness. You really want an NBC filter. Okay, NBC, nuclear biological chemical. That means doesn't matter what you're getting hit with. Whether it's chemical, nuclear, biological, this filter is going to filter it out. So, really, the, I think the most practical one, it's the most expensive, it's $259, $260 per thing. You get the, um, the full suit, you get the NBC filter, you get the full um, uh, gas mask, which has the full face mask where you can see out of, you get the gloves, you get the boots, and you get a carry-on, like everything fits inside. Now, I know that's not practical. I'm not telling everybody to do that. I'm saying, ideally, that would probably be the one to look at if you could afford it. I understand if you have a big family, you know. But I'm just saying, I want to give you some options. There's other more economical options on here. And they've got a lot of other stuff in here. Um, let's say you've already got the gas mask. You could just maybe get the, um, the chemical suit. Or... These types of things. The the one website that I sent out the other day, they just basically say get get the um, and I'll, I'll get into that in a second. It, it, and it is an option. It is an option of what they said. I'll I'll get to that in a second. Kind of getting ahead of myself. So, um, extra N95 masks. Now, the N95 masks are um, like an alternative to the full gas masks. Okay, it's not going to be NBC, it's not going to be nuclear, biological, chemical. Um, remember, Ebola, uh, the two main areas you would have to worry about contracting Ebola would be inhaling it or it getting into your eyes. Okay, it, whether it's airborne or whether it's around somebody that is like in the end stages and they're flinging blood around. Okay, so when you get into these um, uh, N95 masks, they're um, like a really, really heavy duty, duty like surgical mask, like you would see a doctor wear, and they're way more economical. Now, remember, the mask is only as good as the seal to your face. So these are not foolproof, okay? These are not like, because um, uh, they're, they're basically like a uh, fibrous cotton type of, of thing, um, but these are N95 masks. I actually clicked on them. And they're, um, let's see here, um, $27.99, and I think that's for 20 okay? So, that would be the bare minimum mask you would want to buy. An N95, and I give you the link there, um, on Amazon, I don't like Amazon, and I don't like a lot of the guard, but I'm just telling, I'm giving you an example. The one thing I do like about Amazon is that you can go to the customer reviews, and I mean, I think that's legit, 
And they'll tell you, and it's got a four and a half star. So even if what I do a lot of times is I'll go up and I'll look at what it is on Amazon and I'll get the best reviewed product and then I'll go shop it elsewhere. That way I'm not giving Amazon my business. Okay? The customer reviews by themselves make it worth it. I mean, this has a four and a half star out of 97 customer reviews. So that's a good one. Now, you could also um, upgrade to, the, I think, the N100 masks, which are even better. I'll get to that in a second. And then you've got the nitrile gloves. Now, these would be the alternative to getting the full biological suit, but it wouldn't be a bad idea to have some of these on hand as well because you might have other people and your family and, and, and these types of things. These are things that... that um, you know, you could also use, if you had 20 of the N95 masks, you could help a lot of people with that. Um, the nitrile gloves, there's a link to that. Safety goggles with an elastic band to secure a snug fit. Now remember, I said it could get into your eyes. So here, these safety goggles, and these are the, the two biggies for Ebola, okay? I mean, like bare, min- bare bones minimum. And this safety glass, um, I like these a lot better than the, because uh, I, I, the one they like said, like goggles, like the swimming goggles. Those would work, but I would really be afraid they would fog up. You know, I mean, even if they're anti-fog, even if you treat the inside of the the the, um, the glass, uh, I don't know, they're so tight to your head because they literally have to be waterproof. I'm afraid those would fog up. I think these would be better. These are only $6.10, and this is the Pyramex VG, V2G Safety Eyewear. And it looks like it, it makes a seal to your head, um, self-seal small, but it wouldn't be like the same kind of seal as like the, the goggles on a, on a, uh, on a swim goggles, okay? Um, but they do seal. The lens and frame are, uh, vented to increase airflow. And I think that'd be important to a certain extent. I mean, these are going to be way, way better than, than, um, obviously wearing any kind of glasses, and um, this would be a way to, to protect your eyes, and this would be a much more economical way to, to do it than, let's say, the full, if you couldn't afford the biological gear, have a set of these on hand, okay? And hey, they're stylish, okay? I'm, I'm going to be flat out honest, they're stylish. So anyway, just kidding. Um, but actually, they, they do look pretty cool. Um, so, there's some there's some alternatives, okay? I can't afford all, okay, well, go out and get the nitrile gloves, go get the N95 masks, go get the safety goggles. You're not going to have a lot of money invested in this. But here's the deal. You might not have a lot of time before this stuff isn't all sold out. Whether you ever use it, you're not going to be out a lot of money. And the thing is, is it's a nice thing to have. The Bible says, the prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. I know... That's not true in every case where you're, you're, God's convicted you, you go out and stock up. That's fine. Do as the Lord has convicted you. I'm just trying to give you your options. And I'm trying to give you options from like, okay, here's like ideal, like if you could really do it all out, to, <coughs> um, excuse me, to like another level or tier where you're still going to have really good protection, but you're going to be able to do it at a much more economical thing. Then they also list things like... Uh, Antibacterial cleaners. I hate antibacterial soaps, so there's a whole, I could do a whole teaching on those. Uh, they, they literally ultimately end up developing super strains because you use them. Um, I would try to go with an antibacterial natural type of, of thing. Like what I got into last week with the, um, in fact, I got my package from that company for, on that, uh, 
the essential oil blend I told you with the witch hazel and the in the in the uh, the the um, blue bottles. I got all that. The one package is on my floor. hasn't haven't even opened yet. I've been so busy. But that would be. I would much rather see someone use that type of antibacterial than one of these whiz bang whatever. Um, bleach is good to have on hand though because it bleach does kill Ebola. They've proven that. Uh, antibacterial hand sanitizers. Again, I would much rather use the the um, uh, the stuff that I talked about last week. Those items should help with prevention, especially if you're taking the advice of locking down and staying home. However, we must assume that some of us, for whatever reason, will still have to make our way out into public. And with that assumption, we must also expect the absolute worst-case scenario, an infection or a suspected infection within our own ranks. If you must venture outside, then take a look at what the medical personnel are sporting. I like that word, sporting. In highly contagious environments. And it's showing one of the workers... Um, in Africa and what they're wearing. And it's like a, looks like a Tyvex hood where you've got the, you've got a pair of safety goggles over it. You've got one of those N95 probably masks over your mouth. I sure, <laughs> to tell you this though, I sure wouldn't want to be wearing that if I was working in direct contact with Ebola patients because that's bare bones minimum. The, the plan B I told you, and this is what they're doing as their primary. So, ugh, I mean, they probably can't afford any more, but that would be, wow, for Ebola, man, uh, not something I would advise if you could get away with it. Uh, it looks like he's got a big pair of, like, those, uh, like what you do um, dishes with, where they go up to your, almost your elbows, the, the big, heavy latex gloves, and, um, you know, with, like, some type of chemical suit. Nothing like you'd see low in a show like Outbreak or Contagion where they're in these full, you know, literally everything is controlled from the airs, literally they have an air supply and full biological level whatever containment suits, stuff like that. Um, if you're forced to exit your home, you're going to want to be fully protected. That includes covering your hands, eyes, nose, and mouth. In addition to the N95 respirator masks that I already went over, pretty economical, you may also consider to upgrade to the more expensive N100 respirators. Now, let me click on these. I want to just see them. That's also Amazon, which I like it when they take me to Amazon from the standpoint I can see what they've been rated. There's six customer reviews, and they've rated them five-star the whole way. Now, these, oh, boy, these are a lot more expensive. A case of 20 of these is 140 bucks, but it is 20 okay. And, I mean, if you had, let's say you had a whole bunch of people that went in on this, which is volume buying, that's the way to go. I mean, you could get a 20-pack, a 40-pack, a 60-pack. A 20-pack is 140 bucks. This is a whole other level, I guess, of protection. These are 3M. These look like, this looks like it'd have a much better seal to your face. Gives you a little bit more to actually room to breathe inside it. It's got an N100 filter. And, um, this looks like a lot better, if you could afford it, potentially a lot better source. And they've even got the, uh, um, a little bit upgrade on the, um, safety goggles. These are DeWalt, it looks like. That looks, and it looks like a better seal to the face. DeWalt. Concealer clear anti-fog dual mold safety goggle. And, and whenever you get the anti-fog, do that. 
because, you know, you never know. You might be running, you might, and then the last thing you want is these things sealing up. Now, I will tell you this. Um, I did, when I lived in Florida, and uh, before I got saved, I was certified in scuba. I went through the more advanced thing, the NAWI, instead of the other one was the PADI the certification. And my dad scuba dived. And um, one of the tricks I've known forever is to make something, even if they're anti-fog, to make something where it doesn't fog up. Like, let's say you're, you're, you're in the ocean or you're in the water. If you don't want the inside of your lens to fog up, you basically take the, the, um, the mask and you spit into the mask. And you rub the spit around on the inside of the glass, okay? You kind of let it sit in there, you know, for 10, 15 seconds. And then if, if you're close to water, then you just, you just rinse it out. And then you use them. It does put some type of coating on there. And it's not like there's spit all over the inside. It's like you can't even see it. It looks like you just rinsed it. And it will help with fogging. And in a situation like this, I know that, that I, you, I may say that and it may seem trivial. But trust me, if, you're, if your glasses or whatever you're wearing totally fogs up and you can't see. And you don't want to, you, um, you're in an environment where you can't break that seal. Let's say you, you're in an Ebola environment. That could be a really big deal. Yet, if you don't know to do that, what I just said, you know, could mean a, a really big deal there. So, anyway, I just wanted to throw that in there. Um, uh, let's see. So, I'm liking all these these options that, that they're given here. Uh, oh, and you can actually buy, it looks like you can buy just one of the N100 particulate masks for $10, as opposed to buying 20 Okay, so they have that as an option. So that that's much better. Um, this is uh, well-suited for those who want Neosha's highest-rated filter efficiency, maintenance-free respirator, and um, it's, it's very, very, very highly rated. Um, so some people wear, this guy says, I wear these exercising outdoors, cycling, protect myself against allergens, pollution from asthma, <laughs> chemtrails. Uh, he says, I prefer the non-pharmacological ways to control symptoms. These masks have a gr- wide gasket around, which makes a nice seal with the skin, which would be very important in an Ebola pandemic type environment. These look much better as far as the seal to the skin than an N95. Um, anyway, I would, I would go with that one. Okay, you can buy these individually for ten bucks a pop, and so, I mean, I'm learning as I go too. But I mean, it, there's just so much to try to cover. Those would be the ones I would say if you really couldn't, if you couldn't do the full gas mask, do that. Okay, you could go with the full face mask. I've already given you the link to the approvedgasmasks.com. I think they've got the they got the full deal where you could go in there and literally buy a full suit. The, from top to bottom, you don't have to worry about any of the stuff. You're going to have it all in one thing, and they even have a little bag they give you that you can carry it in. Uh, insofar as your preparedness efforts are concerned, you may also be able to kill two birds with one stone here and go with a full face mask that includes NBC, nuclear biological chemical protection, like the U.S.-made NATO SG-3 military gas mask. And I'll click on that one. And that's also from Amazon. And this is a this this is a beauty. Um, this one's even has a face shield. This is <laughs> this one does everything. 
this one's now this one I'm pretty sure that you have to order the, the filter separately. You have to order an NBC filter to fit this. It's a 40 millimeter. These gas masks come in the 40, 40 millimeter I think is the opening size that you install the um, filter in. This is a NATO anti-riot military gas mask made in the USA. This would be a really good one to have too. But this this bad boy is 150 bucks just for the gas mask. This does not include the 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 um, suit and everything else. Uh, and then they sell the 40 millimeter canisters. But make sure if you buy it, it's NBC canister. Um, and uh, so anyway, that's a very highly rated one as well. So let's go further here. For protection inside your home, Tess Pennington of Ready Nutrition recommends building a sick room for those for, that can be isol- used to isolate suspected infections or even to be used as a quarantine observation area for your friends or family who may be coming to your home as part of your group lockdown plan. Building a sick room may include supplies like heavy-duty plastic sheeting to go over the doors. I already mentioned that. Uh, windows or other potential airborne entry points. The 4mm home coverall. Now, they give you a link there to the sheeting. Okay? Then, duct tape. And don't skimp on the duct tape. Buy the best you can get. Okay? Buy a good quality duct tape. There's there's duct tapes out there that are garbage. Okay? And they, they won't work. So, make sure you buy a good duct tape. There's a link um, to one here. Por- portable toilet if one is not attached directly to the sick room, also called, there's a brand called a luggable loo. Now make sure if you buy the portable toilet, you buy the, the sanitation stuff so that uh, smell doesn't become a issue, which it will become, especially if you're in a sick room and you're, you've got the thing sealed, okay, the smell could become a gigantic issue very, very, very quickly. So make sure you're buying the, the um, stuff that goes in it. Okay, to to knock the smell down, because that could that could be <laughs> a horrific thing real quick. Disposable trash and toilet bags. Uh, note: waste must be disposed of properly because it may be contaminated, especially if the person was exposed to Ebola. Click here for a complete list of a well-stocked sick room. So here's a whole thing you can click there. Uh, now, um, and really, this part three of this teaching that I'm doing now really is part of the whole pandemic thing, uh, all those other teachings I've been doing. Part 1s and 2, not so much, but part 3, this one we're doing right now, would be part of that. So the takeaways here is this. You cannot depend on the government to give you an accurate information until it's too late. Moreover, emergency room service personnel will be overwhelmed, and you will have only yourself and those in your lockdown group to depend on. Plan on no outside help. That means you need to have food, water, other supplies on hand. Additionally, if we have a widespread emergency that brings down the commerce system, you may need to head out to barter and trade with others for necessary supplies that may have been overlooked. In such an instance, you may also want to have some precious metals on hand for trade. The silver.com price for silver today is about $20. It may be a good time to stock up on some emergency cash like silver eagles or pre-1965 U.S. quarters and half dollars, which contain 90% silver, or I couldn't agree more. Get the, whatever you can get, the junk silver is the most practical. You're going to get it for the best price, and it's in, it's at a size, whether it's dime, quarter, half dollar, that you'll be easily able to barter with. If you got a big chunk of gold, and you got everything in that one chunk of gold, how are you going to barter with it? 
um, can I trade you that loaf of bread for this big bar of gold? And that's not practical. So the the junk silver is the most practical way regarding that. I'm not saying not to have gold, but for bartering. So to be able to make change, let's say the dollar collapses too. And, and this is another reason to do that. So these trade instruments are recognizable and may, may come in handy, meaning like junk silver. Or, I mean, any silver, but, you know, the junk silver is so much easier. If all you have are 20-ounce rounds, and let's say silver goes up to 100 bucks, and you want to buy something worth 10 bucks, and there's no way to make change, what are you going to do? So think about that. Um, prepare now. As we've seen with disasters in the past, waiting to do so until after the announcements are made will be much too late. Okay, so let's go further here. Um, okay, I, I'm going to end the part three there, and we're going to go, we're going to um, shift gears a little bit. We're going to stay on the Ebola proactive things, but shift gears a little bit. So I'm going to end. Uh, part three, we'll go to part four, and we'll see you in part four. God bless you.